0: Morning, PCA. On your feet, it's time to worship our Lord. Happy Easter. What an awesome
1: broken and we have perfect liberty. The Lamb of God is risen. He's alive. He's alive. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. My Jesus is
2: alive.
1: Death has lost its victory and the grave has been denied. Jesus lives forever, he's alive, he's alive, he's the Alpha and Omega, the first and last is he, the curse of sin is broken, and we have perfect liberty, the Lamb of God is risen, he's alive. Been denied. Jesus lives forever. He's alive. Sing that again. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. My Jesus is alive. Death has lost its victory and the grave has been denied. Jesus lives forever.
0: is powerful enough to wash away our sins. Amen? Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Would you be free from your burden of sin? There's power in the blood, power in the blood. Would you or evil a victory win? There's wonderful power in the blood. Would you be whiter, much whiter than snow? i Thank you, Lord. Our God is all about bringing us to life, too. He has resurrected, and so now we can be, too. When we give our lives to him, he gives us life. Thank you, Lord. sin was heavy but chains break at the weight of your glory I needed shelter I was an orphan now you call me a citizen of heaven when
1: I was broke.
0: son, his beloved, one and only son, to earth to be our example and then to die for our sins and to suffer on the cross for us. Some might say that's ridiculous, but it surely is an awesome, awesome love. Amen. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord.
1: Before I spoke a word, you were singing. Took a breath, you breathed joy. Are just as important as the first person he died for every soul is precious to him he doesn't want any of us any of us to miss out he's fighting for you he's chasing you he just wants you he'd leave all the others for you I just want you to think about that think about what we're talking about today how amazing God is that he loves us so much that even though we should have been on the cross he was for us
0: Bless your beautiful name, Lord Jesus Oh,
2: how I love you, Lord Jesus Mm.
0: Love on him a little bit Thank you, Jesus Thank you for that reckless love That will come to wherever I am Thank you, Lord He's willing to get it down in the dirt to find us He's willing to get down in the dirt to find us. No matter what you're dealing with, you know Jesus already even, but you're struggling with some things. We all have struggles. It's not the end of the story. It's not the end of the story. He's still working. Oh, I searched the world. but To show you my weakness,
2: my failures and flaws. Lord, you've seen them all,
1: and you still call me friend
0: Cause the God of the mountain is the God of the valley, and there's not a place your mercy and grace won't
1: find. Ha!
0: Thank you, Lord. You turn mourning to dancing.
1: You give beauty for ashes. You turn shame into glory. You're the only one who can.
2: You turn graves into gardens.
1: You turn bones into armies. Seas into highways, you're the only Let's that one who cares. You turn morning to dancing, you turn morning to dancing, you give beauty for ashes. Yes. You Turn you my shame turn into glory, you're the
0: God. I thank you, Lord. I thank you, Lord. I thank you, Lord, for who you are and for all that you've done. Jesus is the lamb that was slain for us, for our sins. Lord, we glorify you. You are worthy, Lord. The moon and stars, they will. The Savior of the world was fallen. His body on the cross, His blood poured out for us. The weight of every curse upon Him. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. stone was rolled away.
1: His perfect love could not be overcome. Now death, where is your sting? Our resurrected King. Your name,
0: I bless your name. Lord, I pray that you'd have your way in this place today. Have your way in me. Make me more like you. And I pray that everyone in this place and everyone watching on live stream is saying that sincerely to you. Have your way in me. Because your plans for your people are good. And when we surrender to you, we are in such a safe and beautiful and loving place. So I pray that you will just prick every heart. Wake everyone. Lord, that we will all surrender to you. You are so good, God. You are beautiful. I love you. I praise your beautiful and holy name. Be glorified, Lord. Jesus' holy name. Amen. Amen. Tell him how much you love him. You are beautiful, Lord. You are beautiful, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Have your way, Lord. Have your way,
3: Lord. Hey, Amen. You can be seated. Happy Easter, man. You look great, PCA. You look great. Isn't it great to all be together? Isn't it wonderful? I just love seeing you, love being with you. We're glad you're here. It's our time to come together as we give unto the Lord. I want to remind you there's several ways we like to facilitate with you and your giving. You can uh, give out in the lobby on the kiosk. You can uh, go online to the church's website and give there. You can uh, take your smartphone, go to your app store, download the PCA app, and give that way. I saw this new thing on TikTok. Apparently, there's this piece of paper. You can write PCA on there, and you can sign it, and you can fill in an amount. It's called a check and the banks and everybody actually treat it like money. So it's kind of the newest thing. So Miss Karen and I are going to start, Pastor Karen and I are going to start giving that way with this check thing we heard about. That's really cool too. So we're going to try that. Uh, (laughs) Sometimes we think God's a little bit like us and we can only do or focus on one thing at a time. And we think about Easter. Well, Easter is... The spiritual highlight of the year, which it is, and it's about the time where jesus we celebrate Jesus having the courage and the faith and the the trust in His Heavenly Father and the Holy Spirit to lay down His life and die and trust that the Holy Spirit would bring Him back to life and renew Him and make Him the firstborn of the resurrection where He bought our redemption. Amen? And sometimes we think that's the only thing God can focus on, but In the New Testament, salvation means every blessing of the covenant. Yes, it means sealing our eternity in heaven, which is by far and away the greatest blessing we could ever have. But God doesn't forget us while we're here on earth. And he says, I want to bless and multiply you in every way. And even as Jesus was nearing his time on the cross in John chapter 12, verse 24, he said, here's the secret to a powerful spiritual seed, you've got to release it and let it go and die to yourself. And when you let the seed go and die to yourself, that's when the power of multiplication is released within it, and that's when I can give you the greatest and biggest harvest that you need the most. And I don't know about you, but Pastor Karen and I have faced a few times in our 30-plus years of marriage where it seemed like our finances were dead and gone. And we needed a resurrection miracle in our checkbook. But we managed to trust God. And we took a seat and we said, God, we're making this dead to our will. We're not going to do what we want with it. We want to put it in your hand and you do what you want with it. And when we did that, God gave us a miracle, and I promise you by the authority and power of God's almighty word, if you do that as well, you will receive a miraculous harvest in your life. And do yourself a favor. Don't try to limit God just to a dollar sign in returning to you. Let God return it in every way you and your family may need. Amen? Are you ready to give? Come on, I said, are you ready to give? Let's pray, ushers, come on as we pray. Father God, we bless your name because you are the God of the harvest. You're the God of the crucifixion. You're the God of the resurrection. We thank you, Almighty Father, for what you do by the power of your spirit. That right now you're looking on every. Gift that's turned back into your hand in this moment, and you already have in mind your purpose to touch someone in this world with it, and you already have in your mind the harvest you will return to those who sow by faith into your kingdom. We thank you right now in this moment. You're birthing miracles. We bless you for it, Father. We trust you in faith believing. In the name of Jesus Christ, the one who is our Savior and our Redeemer. Amen. Amen. Good morning, everybody.
4: Happy Easter. Turn to your neighbor and tell them, Happy Easter. Man, you look great. It's good to see you here today. We've had a busy, busy week. We've had productions all week. We've had Easter egg hunts yesterday, inflatables. Easter is wearing me out I'll tell you what but I'm glad I'm here today I'm glad you're here today so it's time to preach would you stand with me and hold your Bibles up high whether it's an iPad an iPhone or the written Word of God whatever it is this is our sword this is what we do warfare with amen so I want you to rattle that a little bit I want all hell to get real nervous right about now because we're about to hear the Word of God repeat this after me thy word word is a lamp lamp unto my feet feet. Thy thy word is a light Into my path path. thy word word will I hide in my heart heart. that I might not sin against thee Lord help me me every day to read thy word Lord help me every day to to live thy word word. I love love thy word word. and dear Lord Lord. happy happy Easter God bless you may be seated Easter Man, I love Easter. My grandkids got up this morning. They were excited. They thought they had just gotten baskets of candy, but then they started digging in, opening eggs and all, and there was money inside. So they're taking me to lunch today. I love Easter. Man, I love Easter. I love Easter. Easter 2021 is a lot different than Easter 2020. I remember last Easter I was preaching to an empty building. I thought we've got an empty building, but this year we've got an empty tomb and a full building. Isn't that the way it's supposed to be? Come on, let's give God praise for that. Amen. Today we celebrate Easter. We are the only believing group of people that has an empty tomb. All the other religions around the world, their leaders are laying in their tombs, but our leader today is sitting at the right hand of the Father, and right now he's praying for you and he's praying for me. He's praying for the pastor. pastor preached the word, and he's praying for you. Hear what the Spirit of the Lord has to say. If you have your Bibles, turn to Matthew chapter 28, verses 1 through 7. It says this. After the Sabbath, at the dawn of the first day of the week, Mary Magdalene and the other Mary went to look at the tomb. There was a violent earthquake. For an angel of the Lord came down from heaven, and going into the tomb, he rolled back the stone, and then he sat on it. His appearance was like lightning, and his clothes were white as snow. The guards were so afraid of him that they shook and became like dead men. The angel said to the women, Do not be afraid, for I know that you are looking for Jesus who was crucified. Say this with me the next four words is important. He is not here, he has risen just as he said. Come and see the place where he lay. Then go quickly and tell his disciples. He has risen from the dead and is going ahead of you into Galilee. There you will see him. Now I have told you. You see, these ladies were coming to a tomb. They were coming to a place of death. They were looking for life in a dead place. And when they got there, they found life, not death. When they got there, they found an angel of God. I love God, don't you? I love God with all my heart, mind, soul, and strength. Because God does things big. When Jesus was born, there was angels who were singing, glory to God in the highest. There were stars, all these things. But at the resurrection, there's Thunder. There's lightning. There's a, one angel that shows up and his appearance is like lightning. God does things differently at the resurrection than he does at the birth. He told them then to go and tell the disciples. God is on display. God is showing himself big. And I got to tell you, their message to the disciples is the same message we must be sharing today. He's coming. He's coming. Go there. He will meet you there. He is coming. Matthew 28 through 10. So the women hurried away from the tomb, afraid, yet filled with joy, and ran to tell his disciples, suddenly, suddenly, that's the word I want to focus on today, suddenly, Jesus met them. He said to them, greetings. They came to him, clasped his feet and worshipped him. Then Jesus said to them, do not be afraid. Go tell my brothers to go to Galilee. There they will see me. Jesus is coming, not as a baby. He already did that. But how is he coming? Suddenly. After the resurrection, everything that Jesus does... Is suddenly. It's not something that is protracted out. It is not something that is long drawn out. It is something that happens suddenly. Suddenly he met them there. Look at verses 30 through 32. When he was at the table with them, he took bread, gave thanks, broke it, gave it to them. Then their eyes were opened and they recognized him. And he what? Suddenly disappeared from their sight. They ask each other, were not our hearts burning within us while he talked to us on the road and opened the scriptures to us? You see, Jesus all of a sudden, suddenly, were with these two men on the road to Emmaus after the crucifixion. He talked with them and said, hey, what's going on? They said, haven't you heard? Surely you've heard about the crucifixion. So they talked to him and then he explained the scriptures. He went into their house, broke bread and began to eat. And then suddenly he was gone. And then their eyes were opened and they began to realize, didn't something burn within us? You see, our gods a consuming fire. And he suddenly left their presence. Look at this, Luke 24, 36 and 37. While they were still talking about this, Jesus stood among them and said to them, Peace be with you. They were startled and frightened, thinking they saw a ghost. How did Jesus appear into a room that was locked, the doors were locked, the windows were boarded, they were in there filfer for their lives after the crucifixion. The disciples were locked in there tight, no access, and Jesus did what? He suddenly appeared to them. They were so frightened they thought they'd seen a ghost. They had not seen a ghost. This is just how Jesus is doing things these days. Things are different now. He is no longer part of this time and part of this space continuum that we understand. But now he just does what he wants to do and he does it suddenly. He suddenly shows up, and then He suddenly appears to them. Look at 50 through 53. We had led them out to the vicinity of Bethany. He lifted up His hands. He blessed them. And while He was blessing them, He left them, was taken up to heaven. They worshipped Him and returned to Jerusalem with great joy. They stayed continually at the temple, praising God. How did Jesus ascend to heaven? Say it with me. Suddenly... He's not going to do anything slowly anymore. He spent 33 years on this earth doing things slowly. He's now doing things suddenly. He wants to get our attention. Why? Because he is now the resurrected King of kings and Lord of lords. Heaven thundered at his resurrection. Lightning exploded. It happened suddenly. Why? Because he's resurrected suddenly. Suddenly. I want you to get this today, church, because we are living in this life, and sometimes we think things get slowed down. Sometimes we think it's not the way it was when I was growing up. Things are happening differently today. I wish the Lord would come back. And sometimes we think it's never going to happen. But he leaves suddenly. He leaves suddenly. He showed up on the road to Emmaus suddenly. He showed up in the locked room suddenly and today today Jesus is showing up in our lives suddenly right, suddenly he doesn't have a fanfare of trumpets he doesn't tell you in advance tomorrow at two o'clock I'm going to show up in your life but he shows up in our lives as we walk down the road of every day amen. every day the problem is sometimes we don't even recognize him sometimes he shows up in our life suddenly and we don't even hear him speaking we don't even know he's there and I got to tell you just as suddenly as he comes in he will suddenly leave we've got to be careful because today Jesus is asking all of us to look at him to look at him in all the areas of our life cause he's risen suddenly he wants to suddenly come into your life and my life I believe he suddenly wants to come into your chaos today I believe He suddenly wants to come into all of your hurts today, into all of your questions, into all of your disappointments, come into your sickness suddenly, come into your heart and your home suddenly, come into the place where you have shut everyone else out, you have blocked everything out. I want to tell you nothing is without access to Jesus Christ. He can come into the recesses of your life and He comes in there suddenly. Suddenly. But if we're not careful, he will leave suddenly and we won't even be aware of it. I believe he's left some churches and they don't even know it. I believe he's left some people's lives and they're not even aware that he's gone. Sometimes people get frightened when Jesus shows up. Why is that? Because they're not expecting him. They're not expecting him. When I was growing up, the preachers preached all the time about Jesus' second coming. And if you wanted to have church, all you had to do was just say something about Jesus coming soon. Man, the saints shouted and praised God and got happy and excited. And they were so anticipatory of the Christ coming back soon. And now today, sometimes we say Jesus is coming. Maranatha, he's coming soon. And people go, yeah, all right, we'll wait and see. We're not expecting him. On the road to Jerusalem, they were, they were not expecting Him. Jesus is coming, church, yes. suddenly. That's right. You see, He came into the Jerusalem, there's a lot of people not expecting Him, but those that did what they do, they got ready. They prepared palm branches, they took their cloaks off, laid them in the street, they got everybody together, and they began to sing, Hosanna, Hosanna, blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. But after his death, after the resurrection, he comes suddenly, Not on a donkey that's slow and steady, but he comes in an instant. Right into your life. Right into my life. And if we're not careful, it will scare us. Acts one eleven says this, Men of Galilee, why do you stand here looking in the sky? This same Jesus, who has been taken from you into heaven will come back in the same way you've seen him go into heaven. How did he go into heaven? Suddenly. How's he coming back? Suddenly. The same Jesus is coming back. And I said it last night in the program. Wouldn't it be awesome if he came back today on Easter Sunday? Are you expecting him today? Are you ready for him today? Because he's going to come suddenly. You won't have time to get ready. You won't have time to figure it all out. 1 Corinthians 15 and verse 50 following says this. I declare to you, brothers and sisters, flesh and blood cannot inherit the kingdom of God. As we are today, we cannot make it to heaven. Nor does the perishable inherit the imperishable. I'm going to tell you a mystery. We will not all sleep. death has been swallowed up in victory where oh death is your victory where oh death is your sting the sting of death is sin and the power of sin is the law but thanks be to god he gives us the victory through our lord jesus christ church today as we are in this body jesus with the body he had on that cross could not inherit the kingdom of god but when he went in that tomb Jesus, that same spirit that raised him from the dead, shook him, and that same spirit's going to shake every one of us, and we will be changed in a flash, in a moment, in the twinkling of an eye. It will happen suddenly. 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 But I've heard people for years, I'll have a moment to get ready. Here's what Jesus said when he was talking about him coming back suddenly. Matthew 28 and following says this. I mean, 24 and following says this. But about that day or hour, no one knows. Not even the angels in heaven. Not even Jesus knows. Only the Father. As it was in the days of Noah, so it will be at the coming of the Son of Man. For in the days before the flood, people were eating and drinking, marrying and giving in marriage up to the day Noah entered the ark. And they knew nothing about what would happen until the flood came and took them all away. That is how it's going to be at the coming of the Son of Man. Two men will be in the field. One will be taken. The other one left. Two women will be grinding with a handmill; One will be taken. The other left. Here's what he says. Keep watch because you do not know what day your Lord will come. But understand this. If the owner of the house had known at what time the thief was coming, he would have kept watch and would not have let his house be broken into. So you also must be ready, because the Son of Man will come at an hour when you do not expect him. Yeah. Wouldn't it be great if the thief would tell you I'm coming at 2.37 in the morning? You could be sitting up waiting. Wouldn't it be great? Wouldn't it be great if Jesus told us when he's coming? But he said this, I want you to always be expecting me. I want you to always be ready. Why? Because he will come suddenly when you do not expect him to come. Not even Jesus knows. He's sitting beside the Father right now, praying for all of us this morning, and he doesn't even know when he's coming. One moment in time, the Father's going to look at him and say, Son, go get your bride. In that moment, it's all going to happen, and we've got to be ready. The Bible says watch and pray because the Word of God tells us the thief who is Satan, he comes only to steal, kill, destroy. But Jesus has come that we might all have life in abundance. I wish the thief would give us a heads up. Jesus once again gave us another parable. He said it this way, At that time the kingdom of heaven will be like ten virgins who took their lamps and went out to meet the bridegroom. Five of them were foolish and five were wise. The foolish ones took their lamps, but did not take any oil with them. So they filled up their lamps, but didn't take any extra oil. The wise ones, however, took oils in jars along with their lamps. The bridegroom was a long time in coming, and they all became drowsy, and they fell asleep. At midnight, the cry rang out, Here's the bridegroom! Come out to meet him! Then all the virgins woke up, trimmed their lamps. The foolish one said to the wise, Give us some of your oil, our lamps are going out. No, they replied, there may not be enough for both of us and you. Instead, go to those who sell oil and buy some for yourselves. But while they were on their way to buy the oil, the bridegroom arrived. The virgins who were ready went in with him to the wedding banquet and the door was shut. I want you to understand this. That's not the first time the door's been shut. In Noah's day, that ark, the door was shut. And no one else came in. Later the others also came. Lord, Lord, they said, open the door for us. But he replied, this is the Lord replying, Truly I tell you, I don't know you. Therefore, keep watch, because you do not know the day or the hour. There's a lot of people today who are wise. And they are full of the oil of the Holy Spirit. They are filled to overflowing. There are those today who are foolish. And they think, you know what? I was filled with the oil of the Holy Spirit and I've got enough to make it. And today, you know what? We all think the same thing. The bridegroom is delaying his return. Don't we think that? It's been a long time. I've heard this story over and over and over. And pastor, he's not coming. We just all might as well go to sleep. Yeah. I think that's what's happening to a lot of good people today. They're getting weary and tired of waiting. And they're just going to sleep. And I got to tell you, this pandemic has sure helped rock us to sleep. Because we get out of going to church and we get out of all the things that we've been doing. And and all of a sudden we, we forget to be awake and ready. We forget to be watching and and to have our lamps trimmed and ready to go and burning bright. I am sure that Lazarus' sisters were very upset because his coming was delayed. Jesus waited four days. They were thinking, surely he's going to come. We need him to come suddenly. And his coming was delayed. Today I feel like a lot of times myself, his delay is too long. But we've got to have our oils in our lamps. We've got to be trimmed and burning bright. What do we trim off? We trim off that wick. Why? Because the thing that's already burned out yesterday, we need to cut it off and get a bright lamp shining today. Maybe there's some things in your life that you need to cut out of your life so you can be burning bright for Jesus. You can be on fire for God and let your light so shine among men. Maybe there's some people in your life that you need to cut out of your life because they dim your light and sometimes they put your light out. because sometimes you get put into places to where you can't let your light burn so bright. I believe today, every day of our lives we need to trim our lamps. Keep them burning bright. Get refilled with oil every day so we are burning bright and we're ready whenever he comes suddenly. Suddenly. Today people are looking for the living among the dead. Sometimes we go to dead places to try to find life. We'll go to other places in our world and think, oh, it sounds loud there. There must be life. But when you get there, it's only death. This is a great relationship. I should get into this relationship. It's going to help me live life. And then you find that relationship is death. You get into habits and addictions and all those things. Why? Because you're looking for life, but you are looking for life in places that are filled with death. The only place there's life is in Jesus Christ. He says, I am the life. I am the way, the truth, the life. I am the resurrection and the life. There is no other life. There's nowhere to find any other life other than Jesus Christ. And we keep looking everywhere else. Why? Because we know if we look to Jesus, we're going to have to trim that lamp. We're going to have to cut some things out of our life, cut some people out of our life. And we just don't want to do that because we've got plenty of time. I want to tell you, if you're not careful, you're going to fall asleep. I want to ask you the question today. Are you looking in the graveyard for life? Or are you looking in the grace yard for life? You see, those women went there. A graveyard. They weren't looking to find life, they were looking to find death. So today, if we're going to a graveyard to find life, you're going to find death. The only place you're going to find life is in the grace of God. The mercy and grace of God. When Jesus comes, you will be ready or you will be frightened. You will be one or the other. You will realize he's here in our presence, or you won't even know what happened. Then you'll begin to think, I remember my mom and dad, grandpa, grandma. I remember a pastor one time saying something. Could this be what just happened? Because it's going to happen suddenly, suddenly suddenly he's going to come back, just like he left. Suddenly, we who are flesh and blood will be changed in a moment. Suddenly, those who are ready, gone. Those who are not, left. And the door will be shut. I'm not being overdramatic. I'm trying to tell you truth. Because people, even in Noah's day, they saw the ark being built for 120 plus years. And they didn't really paint it. They walked by it every day and after a while they didn't even see it. That old crazy guy Noah. <laughs> what a crazy man. He could be having fun like us. What is he doing out there every day? Yeah. And sometimes we walk by Jesus and don't even recognize. Because he's there every day, giving you grace and mercy, but we just keep walking by him. And we don't even begin to see him. All the things he's trying to do into your life, you don't even see it anymore. The Bible says they will scream out, let us in. Wouldn't it be great today if the churches were so filled in all of our world that people had to be in the parking lots waiting, and we had services 24 hours a day because people were just like, let us in, let us in, let us in. But what's happening today is we are sleeping. We're sleeping through a lot. Jesus wants to suddenly come into your heart. He wants to suddenly come into our homes. You see, as men and women of God, we've got to trim some things in our homes sometimes. Sometimes we got to trim our attitudes and all the things that are there in our home. We need to trim those things. Why? Because God is wanting to come into our homes and change things. He's wanting to come into our minds and change what we think and into our mouth and begin to change what we're saying and all the things that we're doing in life. He wants to do it. How? Suddenly. Suddenly. He's not really into a process that's drawn out anymore. He's already gone through the process of descending from heaven as a baby and growing up and becoming a man and being a carpenter and having to walk this earth and it took him a while to get from place to place and he's, he's done with all that. Now he's in a place to where he can suddenly be in that place that no one else knows about but you. You think we've got all the doors shut? Isn't it tempting to just... Not ever let anybody hurt you again and just block yourself off. Isn't it tempting to never be vulnerable again? Isn't it tempting to just kind of get back in your little cocoon and just go, I just don't want anybody here. Well, you can do that. But guess what? There is one person that can get in there. That's Jesus Christ. And he loves you enough to show up in that place. Suddenly. He loves you that much. He cares about you that much. And today we've come into this house because of Easter. A resurrection. A hope and a future. A hope and a future. And today Jesus wants to give you that hope and a future. And I'm telling you, you can look everywhere for life, but the only place is in Jesus Christ. If you're going to tombs to find life, you're in the wrong place. Those women were so excited they ran and told the disciples, and guess what? Even the disciples did not believe it. Even the disciples. And so Jesus shows up, but there was one missing named Thomas, and he said, I'm going to doubt it until I see it for myself. What's it going to take for God to get our attention today? What's it going to take? I believe He puts roadblocks in our lives constantly and we just crash through them sometimes. But every roadblock is going to be a little bit more severe. You know why? Because He loves you that much. He loves you to block your way to hell so that you will stop, fall on your knees, and suddenly change directions. You see, today He can come into our hearts suddenly. All we have to do is stop and say, Father, forgive me. And suddenly He is there. The Bible tells us that all we have to do today to be in his presence is say the name Jesus. Jesus. And when we say the name Jesus, suddenly every demon in hell trembles. Jesus. Jesus. I want him in your life every moment. I want him in my life every moment. I want you to recognize Jesus in your day, every day. That was Jesus. Look what Jesus did. Thank you, Lord. Wouldn't it be awesome if we saw him every time he showed up? But wouldn't it be tragic if he left and we didn't even know it? it. I've had some really good friends of mine, some of them pastors, and they didn't even know when Jesus left their life. And the enemy came in and destroyed their lives. And they weren't even aware that Jesus wasn't there anymore. I believe if we're not careful in church, we'll let Jesus out and won't even know it. We'll get so used to routines. We'll get so used to just coming to church and hearing something that makes us feel good and then walking out and going, man, that was good. That's not why I'm here today. It's not why I'm here any Sunday. I'm here every Sunday because I want to give you something that challenges you to be ready to watch and pray and have your lives filled with the oil of the Holy Spirit so that when he comes, suddenly, suddenly. I was so tempted today to have all kinds of dramatics. We've got all kinds of things we could do in this church with lightings and sounds and all those things. And the Lord just really stopped me and said, Pastor, can you just talk? To my people that I love so much. And just tell them. I'm coming back. And it's going to be when you don't expect it. He's not giving us a heads up. You've got to be ready. He wants us to be in relationship. All the time. So today without theatrics. Without anything. Last night we had fog machines and all these. Not today. Today it's just you and God. And God is always faithful. And he told me, he said, I want you to talk to them. But I'm going to walk into them. I'm going to walk into the places where they don't think I can get into. And I am going to light their heart today. I'm going to show them truth. Truth. So would you stand with me this morning? You see, his identification is the truth. The truth. He is the word of God. I have found it's hard to find truth today. And the things I thought were true are now being challenged in a lot of areas of our lives. And if we're not careful, you know what we will do? We will allow the enemy to challenge the very truth of the Word of God. Well, that's not the truth because this is happening and that is happening. And So we've got to change what truth is. The Word of God says that He is the same yesterday, today, and forever. He does not change truth never changes the truth is always the truth it's just sometimes we don't find it out till later I don't want you to find out the truth too late I don't want you to be a knocking at the door say let me in and God say I don't even know you I want him to know your name I want every one of our names written in the Lamb's book of life pastor how does that happen Suddenly, suddenly. If you are here today, you're in this house. You're not here by accident. Because all week as I pray every week, I'm praying Holy Spirit. The Bible says that when He is exalted, Jesus Christ is exalted, that He will draw all men unto Him. The Bible says that unless we are drawn to Him, we cannot come to Him. You must be drawn by the Holy Spirit if you feel something in your heart is not right how do you take care of it suddenly suddenly if you're here today and you know there's some things in your life that need to get cut out how do you do it suddenly because Jesus is coming back suddenly He's no longer taking his time. He is no no longer slow. He is no longer held by time and space continuums as you and I are. He will come back. I'm looking forward to that day. I want you to watch and pray with me. If you're here today and you think there's anything in your life that is not pleasing to God, I want you to get it right today I'm not asking you to raise your hand because sometimes people don't raise their hands that should and sometimes people that shouldn't raise their hands today what I'm asking right now Holy Spirit invade us Holy Spirit get beyond our locked doors in our hearts get through the windows that are locked in our hearts Get into the depths and the recesses of our whole being. Our mind, our thoughts, our life. And Holy Spirit, do what you do. You bring life. You bring light. You bring truth. If you're here today, you're here today because God's drawn you in. And He loves you so much for you to have. This moment, this moment, I want you to take the hand of the person next to you, hold it for just a second, not going to take long, but if you're that person that's here today and you, Pastor, I'm feeling the Holy Spirit, I feel something in me that's showing me some things that aren't right in my life and I want to get it right would you just take that hand and squeeze the hand of the other person right now? Just squeeze it a little bit. Nobody's seeing, nobody knows, but you and that person. Now, if somebody squeezed your hand in just the next moment, I want you to pray for them. Pray for them. Don't call out their name, but just pray for them. So right now, if there's something there, anything there, you just squeeze the hand of the person that's sitting beside you. They love you more. They love you so much. They brought you here today. You're with them. You're sitting beside them. Just squeeze their hand. I've given you this time. Now, today, can we all pray together? Everybody in this house, pray. And if you had someone squeeze your hand, pray for them. And if you squeeze somebody's hand, you really pray. Because God's about to suddenly change your life. You ready? Father today in the name of your son Jesus Christ we pray right now for the Holy Spirit to invade this place we pray right now for the Holy Spirit to begin to touch those who squeeze the hand of someone standing beside them that says something is going on in my life I feel something showing me that everything's not right with God and right now I want to get it right with God in this moment I want it to suddenly change from darkness to light from being imprisoned in darkness in darkness in death to heaven life and abundance Father God right now forgive me forgive me are you ready everybody in this house repeat this prayer after me dear heavenly father, dear heavenly father forgive, me sins, forgive me of all my sins and wash me white as snow,
0: white as snow.
4: I, ask I ask you today to live in me to, in me. to take away, to take away all, the darkness, all the darkness to give me life and joy and and hope and and peace peace. i surrender to you you all that i am i I love you with all my heart heart. thank you you for this moment for for suddenly suddenly changing me me. in the name of the father the the son and the the holy spirit can we just let go of that hand and give God 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 praise right now come on I believe god has suddenly changed some people's hearts in this place come on give him praise right now pca come on he's coming he's coming he's coming we've got to get ready suddenly the sky is going to crack open suddenly he's coming he's reaching out to you and me suddenly today hallelujah father god we praise you hallelujah hallelujah I don't know what song you're singing. Maybe it's a forever song. I don't know. But can you start it out about that grave getting shaken? Can you do that? Can we start singing that? Put the words up there. I want i want us to be ready and watching today. I want you to wake up. I want somebody to shake you. I want the Holy Spirit to shake everyone. Said, hey, wake up. I'm coming soon. Don't go to sleep. Don't get weary and waiting. I promise you, the same way I left, I will come Back for you. Are you ready today, church? Are you awake? Are you ready? Come on, let's sing this. Hallelujah. The ground began to shake. Yes, the stones.
2: The stones stone were rolled. rolled away.
0: Love. His
1: perfect, perfect love could not be Hallelujah. over. Hallelujah. Death. Death
2: now death, death,
1: where is your
4: That moment when the father looks at the son and he says, Son, go get your bride. Hallelujah! Suddenly, suddenly, when you least expect it, He's coming. And I pray this Easter day that somehow throughout this day you hear that word over and over in your heart, it resonates in your mind. How? God loves you so much He sent His Son to die on the cross But He was resurrected because He loves you so much He's coming again so that where we are He will be also We will be with Him In that wonderful place called heaven He doesn't want any of us to miss it It's going to happen God bless you. I love you. Happy Easter. Enjoy the rest of your day with all the eating and all the Easter egging and all the family times you spend together. But I, pray, I thank you so much for being here this morning. I hope and pray the Holy Spirit touched parts of your life. Put light into places. God bless you. Happy Easter. God bless your hope you were blessed by Pastor Bardwell's message. Join us anytime at PCACHurch.com and every Sunday at 2313 East Prospect in Ponca City.